Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Folks, the celebration of a lifetime for many was disrupted by shots being fired while on the parade route celebrating a Super Bowl victory by the Kansas City Chiefs. One person killed and more than 20 others injured, and at least half of them are children. Brian Locke, an anchor with KMBC, uh, an Odyssey station in Kansas City, joins us. Brian, welcome to the show. Good to be with you, Noah. Uh, Brian, I don't know how otherwise to describe it other than tragic, uh, and otherwise uh, an event that everyone wanted to celebrate the uh, incredible uh, victory of the Kansas City Chiefs being disrupted by these shots. What is the mood of the city this morning? somber, angry, looking for reason, I would say, is, is the feeling that we have in Kansas City this morning. It's been almost 48 hours since this horrific tragedy happened. Immediately after this happened, the air, you could just feel it sucked out of the entire city. And since the air, it, it, it's, it's hanging heavy. It's stale. It's stagnant. And People are just wondering why and how this happened, especially because, you know, there were 800,000, between 800,000 and a million people downtown for this parade. More than 800 police officers along this parade route that was nearly a mile long. And, and this still happened on, on a day that, as you said, rightly should have been joyous and celebratory. And it, it turned into anything but that. Uh, it turns out. Two juveniles, uh, they, they arrested three. One was released saying that uh, that individual didn't have anything to do with it. Two juveniles, uh, do we know the motive? We know nothing about a motive. All we know, Kansas City Police yesterday said that it appears that an altercation between two groups of people led to this outbreak of gunfire that killed a woman and injured 22 people. Now, we know nothing about a motive whatsoever. All we know initially all we knew was that it wasn't terrorism related police said initially out of the gate within just an hour or two of the shooting that that they believed that it was not terror related there was a lot of relief about that but then there were questions that that people had immediately about how this happened with such a large law enforcement presence um with so many people so tightly packed in such a small space uh and it's honestly newell it a miracle that more people weren't injured when you look at how many people were there just feet away from where these gunshots were fired um it's it could have been 
so much worse. And, and Chiefs fans were, were the ones who tackled at least one of the shooters, the alleged shooters. Um, Chiefs fans were the ones who, who tackled this person, and police were able to make an arrest. But as you say, two of these uh, suspects under arrest are juveniles. They're under the age of 18, and that is causing some issues not necessarily issues, but wrinkles in the charging process for uh, investigators in Jackson County, the county where Kansas City, Missouri is located. We're talking with Brian Locke, an anchor with KMBC radio station and Odyssey station in Kansas City. I was looking at the Odyssey website this morning, and I noticed that there were a number of you guys from uh, KMBC that were there. Were you there? I was there before this happened. And I went down after this happened. I was not there when this happened. And I'm honestly, Newell, I'm, I'm part of me is thankful I wasn't there. Part of my journalistic bone says I should have been there, but I, I was not there. Thankfully, we did have many um, employees, Odyssey employees, Odyssey Kansas City employees who were there. And thankfully, everyone got out okay. No one was physically injured, but the emotional scars from this are going to run very very deep. As I said, there were 800,000 to a million people at this parade. That's almost half of Kansas City. Yeah. Everybody was there. Everybody was traumatized by this. And it's going to take a long time to even unpack just what we're feeling, I think. In this period of time, there have been a number of stories that have revealed themselves about, as you pointed out, uh, heroic conduct by some uh, conduct by others to to help soothe, uh, especially some of the young um, victims here uh, who were just traumatized by the event. Uh, uh, a lot of uh, young victims being shot in the leg and the thighs and, and, and mm-hmm. such, uh, where they were conscious enough to know exactly what was going on. And even some of the Kansas City players uh, playing that role as well, so there must have been they must have been very close to this actual shooting event uh, too, right? Players were feet, and that's not an over exaggeration. Just maybe a couple dozen feet away from where this happened. So to, to put the, this into perspective, the time frame of this, Mitch Holtz, the voice of the Chiefs, said, "Thank you, Chiefs Kingdom. Go out and celebrate." Nine seconds, nine whole seconds before the first shots were fired. So that tells you how how quickly all of this really came to pass. Chiefs players were starting to go into Union Station, were preparing to go onto charter buses that were waiting outside of Union Station to return these players back to Arrowhead. Obviously, the scene had to be locked down for, for quite some time. So those Chiefs players sheltered in place for a while. And, and you're, you're right, Newell, we have heard lots of stories about Chiefs players, about Andy Reid, about Jackson Mahomes, the brother of Patrick Mahomes, comforting children specifically who – were traumatized by this, who were just nearby, who were even, like you said, grazed with, with, by gunshot fire, that uh, they were unfortunate enough to be nearby just bystanders. Um, and, and, and that statistic that you said right at the top, uh, statistics is a terrible word, but half of, the, half of the people who were shot, the 22 people who were shot were under the age of 18. That's, that's that, the mind boggles when you think about that. And thankfully, think, thankfully, those, most of those who were shot are, are going to be okay. All of the children who were shot, all of those under the age of 18, are expected to make full recoveries. Most of them have already been released from hospitals. I'm only aware of three children who are still hospitalized in Kansas City for gunshot wounds. So that is, is definitely at least 
a little bit of a silver lining in, in all of this terrible, terrible tragedy. I read, I read another story about a family, a father, a mother, and a son who were all shot uh, as they they went down to the ground and were crawling away, and, and one after the other uh, were shot in their lower extremities. They're all fine. Um, and to hear them recount and tell the story is just, um, it's heart-wrenching and it's compelling. Compelling is exactly right. Hard to, hard to imagine because, well, I say it's hard to imagine, but it's, no, it's really not. Whenever you think about being in a large crowd like this, you, I'm, I'm sure that so many listeners right now can close their eyes and say, oh, my God, that could have been me and my family. Um, one, of, one example of this is the woman who, who died. It was popular Kansas City DJ. She's 43 years old. She's a mother of two. One of her children, her son, was also shot. He's going to be okay. It was just, it was, he was just grazed by a bullet. But, but that in itself just puts into perspective how close all of this was. It was families. It was groups of young friends who were out celebrating together. It was, there were school groups. Every school district in the Kansas City area, most of them at least, the vast majority of them, were off of school on Wednesday. Kids were downtown with their families, with their friends with groups from school, off from school that day, celebrating. And people planned to, it was a beautiful day. It was sunny, 65 degrees, not a cloud in the sky. It was just perfect. And people planned to spend the day downtown. People were going to go out. People were going to, you know, have a day with their families and their friends. And for that to all be cut short because of this, it just, it just adds to the tragedy. It's just piled on and packed on and, when you think about the lever- levels of the trauma here, as I said, it's going to take so long for us to just peel back all the layers here to really just get to the root of what what it is that has happened to this city because it wasn't just a mass shooting. This happened at the Chiefs Super Bowl parade where there was such a large law enforcement presence. There, as I said, half the city was there. When you think about the number of people traumatized by this, it's mind truly boggles. I did want to identify... Um the victim who lost her life, DJ Lisa Lopez Galvin, just a beautiful lady. And some of the stuff that I read about her commitment to the community and what, and, you know, and her, um, way of giving back to the community. Um, you know, again, uh, just another tragic story, you know, Brian, it kind of hits home for us here. We just finished our Mardi Gras celebration. And when we think about the, the parades, we've had similar situations not not where this many people that i can recall being injured but it's really a gut check for us too and as i was reading these stories and having served in law enforcement for 40 years i kind of know you know when you run to danger like that and, and and you really appreciate the fact that kansas city fans ran to the perpetrator knowing that they were armed but also knowing that they wanted to save their community and save their fellow man from any further harm uh, at that point in time. And, and just for me, I was moved by these stories. And as I said, it's a gut check because we just finished our Mardi Gras celebration. Thankfully, we didn't have any issues along the parade route of this nature uh, this year. And we're very fortunate, but it was a gut check. It is a gut check. And you know, it calls into question what happens next, what happens in the future, you know, God willing, the Kansas City Chiefs will win another Super Bowl in the future. Saints fans may not be super pleased to hear that, but we hope they will. 
And yeah, let's not get carried what... away, Brian. Let's not get carried <laughs> away. On. Well, we wonder what <laughs> if and when the Chiefs do achieve this again, what will it look like? And, yeah. and not just that, what will next season look like? What will it feel like? What will the first kickoff at Arrowhead, how will that feel? Because it won't be normal. There will be a lot to be reconciled and to be reckoned with here over the course of weeks, months, years. And really, Newell, it's going to take probably years to unpack unpack all of this. I, I, I think about the Chiefs as an organization. Every single Chiefs player, every single Chiefs administrator, all of them, every single person who works for the Kansas City Chiefs was right there. And when you think about the impact on them, on those players, how is that going to impact their ability to, to process and perform in large crowds? Because I, I know so many people who have said, oh, my God, I can't even think about being in a large crowd right now. That gives me so much anxiety. What is this going to mean for football games, for, for parades in the future? And it's so sad because there, it, it, it's become such a wonderful thing to be able to do this downtown Kansas City, to have the beautiful pictures, to have a great day, to support local businesses. And that could all come to an end because of this. I think once you get by and process the understanding of the fragility of life, excuse me, um, Kansas City will persevere. I mean, as I read through these articles, um, I don't think they're going to be willing to let the bad guys win. Uh, is I, is my I agree is with my you. gut? Newell. is my gut, I and I think you. I think Kansas City has faced you know uh, a lot of. Uh, conflict and challenges before and and they will overcome i agree with you it will look different you know we hosted the nfl draft last year um we've already had conversations about we've heard conversations about well if this does happen in the future could that be a model we have arrowhead you know we can control security Mm -hmm. at arrowhead there are ways to do this safely but to think about it being different and to not have it in the heart of Kansas City yeah. is, is a little bit sad. And I, I do hope, I hope that, that we can find a way. And I'm sure we can. I'm sure we can. If you look at the draft, um, there is a blueprint there. And it won't be the same, but it's possible. You know, Brian, this is going to sound selfish, but I think it's gone through everyone's mind, right? And especially in light of those that have injured and, and, and obviously uh, – keeping in mind Lisa Lopez Galvin losing her life. This is not how the cycle of this is supposed to work, right? So we didn't get, Kansas City didn't get to close the chapter, so to speak, on this incredible victory um, for not only the team, the NFL, but the city of of, uh, Kansas City. Um, and And I guess that's that emptiness that you're trying to describe. I think maybe one way that we could maybe start to find some sort of, not closure, but uh, justice, the beginning of maybe some justice is maybe with some charges that could come later today. Um, we do expect to hear from the Jackson County prosecutor, Gene Peters Baker, later today. Um, we could hear charges announced against these two juveniles at some point today if charges are filed. Um, 
when charges are filed, I think that we can expect to see an outpouring of grief and support for for the victims. Um, you know, we, we, we have seen that, 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 that is a wonderful thing that we have seen come from all of this is, is the outpouring of support from Newell all over the world. I mean, we, we have been, I was on the BBC multiple times yesterday. I've been all over the country talking about this, and I just feel so compelled to share how Kansas City is feeling because there's something different about this, the fact that it happened the way it did, where it did, when it did, that feels like you said, it's a gut check for all of us. What's more American than the Super Bowl, than a victory parade, than football? You know, there's nothing, nothing more American. And it, it, it almost feels like an attack on, on that. And that is going to take some time for us to process um, and to get through, I think. Yeah, it's a failed. It's it's an opportunity loss, right? Because uh, this is when everyone comes together and celebrates together uh, as a city, as an, as a collection and group of neighborhoods, and from all different races, ethnic groups, and otherwise. And uh, as you said, it, it, it's it's that void. But as I and I I believe that Kansas City will persevere for sure and um, mm-hmm. and 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 overcome. Uh, but it, as you know, you so articulately said that it, we didn't close the loop on this, and maybe there'll be another opportunity to do so. And I, I think a lot of the, I think a lot of the victims would probably welcome that. Yes, yes. I, Newell, I think that this will give, and you, you all Saints fans might not like to hear this. This will give Chiefs fans and the Chiefs more drive to go out and deliver. For this city, not just for this city, for the victims of this tragedy. And I mean, Newell, think about it. This this whole city, as, as I've said a few times, we are not. We weren't all gunshot victims, but we were all traumatized by this. Uh, if yeah. you weren't there, you know somebody who was, and you you were instantly just terrified the second you heard what what happened. And um, the the process of, of, of going through that grief and that terror, I, I hope that we never experience that again. But as you say, Kansas City is a strong city. We are resilient. We are proud of the Kansas City Chiefs. They will persevere. They will be champions again, and we will have another celebration. It may not look exactly like this, but it will be better. And when we do, I hope that we can close that chapter, that loop, um, I hope that we can start to get some closure for, for what happened, and it's going to take it's going to take a long time. Brian Locke, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Best of luck to y'all. Your thoughts and prayers are with everyone in in Kansas City, and when y'all do celebrate, please know that we will all be celebrating with you. Thank you, Noel. Alrighty, folks. That's Brian Locke, anchor with KMBC, KMBZ, excuse me, Odyssey Station in Kansas City. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the twelve precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome back, folks. I don't know if you had the opportunity yesterday to listen to the Fulton County District Attorney take the stand, Fannie Willis. Um, Actually, it was a hearing on a subpoena that was issued to her to testify in that case. Her office was initially fighting uh, that subpoena. She showed up in the court and demanded that she be put in the witness stand or on the witness stand. And um, they did so. And it didn't turn out so well for Miss Willis. Uh, in fact, it was horrible. It was terrible. And when you think about uh, the folks that we elect to public office today and uh, their ability to articulate their positions, their intellect, their emotional intelligence, um, this elected official failed on all fronts. This case has now become a royal mess, Uh, a mess of epic proportions. Not sure whether or not it's going to lead to a dismissal or a removal of her office in the prosecution of same, uh, but uh, they will, both she and attorney that she hired, uh, Nathan Wade, are going to have trouble with the Bar Association for sure, probably the Ethics Board in the state of Georgia uh, because of the conflicting statements and evidence that they provided uh, not only in in pretrial motions but in their testimony on the stand. And it's going to be interesting to see where this all goes. You talk about the master of not answering a question. And it was it was as though she wanted to pontificate uh, as to the defense lawyers, the Trump defense lawyers and and the like on on these issues. And it really went nowhere. This is a woman that expects everyone to believe that she lives on a cash basis. That these trips that she took with Nathan Wade, who she hired to prosecute this claim against uh, former President Donald Trump. Um, they took a number of, of trips, both to Aruba and some other places, and uh, says that she reimbursed him and she paid her fair share in cash because her father always told her uh, while uh, raising her as a young woman that uh, if you ever go out on a date with a man, you should have at least $200 in cash with you so that if something goes awry, you're able to take care of yourself and that 
on any day, you should have at least six months of expenditures in cash in your house. That's her testimony. And that's what she used as the justification for reimbursing the trips that he was paying. Of course, you know, the contract was issued by her uh, to him, and then subsequently they start going on trips together. When asked the simple question of when did your romantic relationship with him start, that got really complex as to what romance is. And uh, it was it was almost comical watching this. There are two standards, in case you didn't know. There's a female standard and a male standard. Um, and of course, Anthony Blinken would probably argue with me that there might be a third standard because there's now a third box on the passport for gender. So there could there are at least two standards. Let's just, for argument's sake, say that. And to hear the way that she describes this, um, you know, in order to try and circumvent uh, the possibility of nailing her down on a date, certain, where they had sexual relations, this thing got all clouded up. So it didn't go well. Even when you listen to MSNBC, which I did, I watched most of the testimony uh, that, that, that she gave on the stand and other legal experts said, this is a mess. She would be better off just recusing herself, stepping back, getting out of this case. There's no way to rehabilitate herself or Mr. Wade at this point in time because there's just a lot of gobbledygook out there. This is sticky, and they're never going to get this off of them, so to speak, in an illustrative way um, at all. She was supposed to take the stand this morning. It was her lawyers uh, who were going to put her on a stand, and they declined to do so, and I don't blame them. There's no upside to this because if if they – attempt to rehabilitate her the other the other side's going to get another chance or another shot at her and there's no sense in doing that so now they forego giving them another opportunity uh, to ask um, Miss Willis questions on the witness stand so she's off it's going to be interesting to see where this is going to go with this judge this judge is newly to the bench I think only on the bench four months now and is facing an election in November and I don't know any of the politics in Fulton County. I don't really understand how it works. I haven't really looked into it. But it's not like this judge is appointed for some period of time and is free from any political influences or political challenges or whether or not there's going to be a willingness on his part to consume, you know, some of the this challenge that, that he has. Uh, in dealing with the politics, and, and there's politics wrapped up in, in all of this for certain. So it's going to be interesting to see where this ultimately leads. Um, but I think if you were to poll 10 folks yesterday about her testimony, eight would have said that this was not a good day for Fannie Willis or Nathan Wade by any stretch of the imagination. 
and it really brought into question the credibility of her office and the credibility of not only her, um, but Nathan Wade. You've heard me say that the entity's interest always outweighs the individual. This is the classic example of this friction between the two, right? The entity, the Fulton County District Attorney's Office, represents the citizens and residents of Fulton County. Not Fannie Willis and not Nathan Wade. Now, their personal credibility is significantly impaired. Nathan Wade, who was hired by her as a contract employee to prosecute this, a lot of this comes out as a result of his divorce proceedings, and it got really sticky from all of that. They're, they're trying to save themselves personally. They're trying to save um, their uh, reputation in the bar. <laughs> their license may be at risk. Uh, they have issues with the ethics board, I'm sure. Uh, so they're trying to save themselves. And they're likely to stay on the case because if they resign, it's almost as if they're admitting that there was wrongdoing. So this is that friction. And this is where you separate credible leaders from those who are make-believe. And they're not able to resolve this friction. The best thing for them to do today, by this afternoon, is to get the hell out. We'll be right back. We'd love to hear from you. 504-260-1870 on the Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line. This is Newell. Stay with us. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back, folks. Let's go to the talk lines. James, you're up. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Noel. I was enjoying the show, agreeing with you. Then I think you're mischaracterizing what was said yesterday on the stand. First, okay. uh, first mistake I think you're making is you said that this lady says she lives on an all-cash basis. That is not what she testified to. 
She testified that she used Cash App and other things with business, but with her friends and family, she dealt with cash because her daddy told her to have cash. So she didn't say she did everything with cash. The other is... I I stand corrected. You're right. That's what she said. Right. So I think we mischaracterized it, but the bigger issue... Well, I I mean, I was talking about in the context of this relationship is what I meant, but I, I, I did not choose the words appropriately. Okay. But here's the other one. Here's the other thing I disagree with you on. Is you are correct. The entity is more important than the individual. And to me, the bigger entity is why she's prosecuting this case in the first place. And she tried to say it, but they wouldn't let her. This gentleman was not her first uh, choice. Her first choice is, I think, a past governor and prosecutor. But this guy, in an interview on some radio station I've heard, said he didn't want his life turned upside down, and he was a Republican. He was a conservative and said he knew that if he got involved with this case, the guy being prosecuted the way he would act, he would end up just like what's happening to Fannie now. And other people told her basically the same thing, and look what's happening to her. So... Even so, she, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. But what's happening right. to her? Right now, what's happening? Case, what's happening to her is that she had an obligation to disclose to the court that there was a potential conflict because of the nature of the relationship with Nathan Wade. And the real question is: is when did this romantic relationship start? Because she's been the beneficiary of public funds that have paid for her on trips because her own admission is is she doesn't know that she's six two and even with miss mr wade on on the expense side mr wade's had the ability of making several hundreds of thousands of dollars as a result of uh his representation of fulton county so the only thing the only thing that's come up is her actions her actions are being questioned please let me answer that go ahead You, you you are correct the point is, I don't think that the defense or whoever's accusing her proved that she did. She, if she did, it was dinners and some trips. Okay, she messed up. That's no question about that. But the bigger issue is that the entity that I thought you were talking about was the democracy and the integrity of our democracy. The guy that's, uh, no, the 17 or 19 people that are being charged are throwing or pulling her panties down and saying, look at this, while they were the people that are alleged to have done something super bad to our democracy. And we're, we're getting our eye off and the, the ball. And the oper- no, the operative word is alleged. In this country, you're innocent till proven guilty. Now, if, if, it, yeah, exactly. And that's why we're having the hearing. But she's the one that complicated all of this, not anyone else. She made these decisions. No, and no, the big issue is this was intentional. This was intentional because the, the question is whether or not she had a relationship with Nathan Wade prior to the filing of uh, the charges and the, uh, and the indictment. And her friend, who she took over the lease from at that uh, condo, testified that they had an amorous romantic relationship prior to this time 
That is a big issue as it relates to the personal ethics of this prosecutor, you know, in one way or other. So what motive, what, what would motivate this woman to come into court and lie about the timing of the relationship that Fannie Willis and, and Nathan Wade had? Not nearly as, as, as strong as the motivation of Fannie Willis coming in and lying because she's got something at stake. They had already ref- they had already uh, uh, said to the court that the relationship didn't start till after the indictment. So, okay. which is it? It is that the credibility of the woman who is, who's substantiating these allegations was a fired, disgruntled ex-friend. I don't believe her, but that's not the point. The point is, even if Fannie messed up. She needs to pay for it. I'm, I agree with you on that. But right. there is a bigger issue here. Please, please, I, I concede that she messed up. That, that's period. I, we haven't proven it yet, but she messed up. She was supposed to have higher integrity and, and do why the judge, the first four people she asked. Said she's, the one that can, she's the one that campaigned on a platform of she never sleeps with her employees. Well, well Nathan he's not Wade, an employee. He's Nathan not an employee. Wade. Nathan Wade is her employee. Nathan Wade no. is under the employee of the of Fulton County and works for the district attorney's office in the prosecution of this case. So I whether whether it. whether it was I before or after, she campaigned on it. She she actually said it in her campaign. So she messed up again. I'm trying to get she past messed up that. again. All right, she messed up. Look, Here's what I'm trying I, to say. I don't think I don't think the case I don't think the case goes away. I believe I don't, I don't that Fannie Willis that Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade should be removed because of what they've done in their and in, in the manner in which they've represented their relationship to the court. I, I don't think has been completely honest. And okay. so, and I think I that they ought to give it to someone that. else, whether it's the attorney general or someone else, to determine whether or not there there is something there. Okay, I admitted you messed up. I gave you that. I'm just trying to finish my thought. My thought is, we seem to be selective when we pick. If somebody crosses the street and jaywalks, that's breaking the law. But it's nowhere near as raping some child and killing them or going into a school and killing 15 people. These things are not mutually oh, wait, exclusive. Wait, I'm almost finished. I'm almost finished. My point is, everything is not equal. And the point is, people are afraid to prosecute this man because of the, this type of thing. None of us are perfect. So the bigger issue is, even if she's guilty... But wait a second. I'm almost finished. No, wait, wait, wait. I can't, James. Wait a second. You think it's an unreasonable expectation for us to have, for her, Fannie Willis, and Nathan Wade to have clean hands as it relates to this prosecution? No, no, no. Nobody has ever said, nobody has ever said that there's an expectation that Fannie Willis is a saint or Nathan Wade. But the reality is your conduct in and around this prosecution, I think it's totally fair for the general public to have an expectation that they come to the table with clean hands. And in this case, case, they don't. They don't. Okay, and and I've said that. You keep interrupting me, and I'm trying to make my point. 
I agree. She messed up. She needs to pay for what she did. My point is the people that she's prosecuting is using that, and they have every right to do so. But my point is, for example, when our, not our, but the governor of Texas broke the law and sent aliens to uh, New York, we're saying, oh, yeah, great, everybody's suffering now because these sanctuary cities said they could take them. Wait, wait, wait a second. What law did he, what law did he break? But what law did he break? He thought he caught fraud, and he, even if it wasn't the law. It's, the, well, wait a second. But that's, you're, you're making quantum leaps because the Biden administration did the same thing. Did they break the law? No, because the Biden administration, the, the president, the executive um, branch is responsible for enacting the laws of this this country. But at least, but he did the exact thing. same thing. Let he let put people wrong, on a bus and, and airplanes in please the middle of the night and dropped wrong. them in the middle of the country. Please let me be wrong, but just let me. I'm just trying to say what I'm feeling, whether I'm right or wrong. Let me at least finish the sentence. The point I'm trying to make is, it, it it's in the courts because if I'm, let's try a different example. There are nuclear plants all up and down the river. If a plant has a nuclear accident in Minnesota, for example, and they want to save their people, but they dump nuclear waste in the river and spar 10 other states to save their butts, we would be up in arms about what one state did to another without, without notice. That's, we, don't, we pick and choose whether we follow laws or not, and it started at the head of this fish. We've got a guy that's the head of the Republican Party that doesn't know a law that he will follow unless it got him money or gave him some whatever. You, you, you're talking about Biden? You must be yep, talking too. about Biden. If he, if yeah. he broke. Okay. Yeah. Got to go. Apologize. Running out of time. We'll be right back. I think part of the problem is is that James uh, fails to recognize that we have an adversarial system in our court, and the and the defense here is bringing this up to try and impugn the credibility of Miss Willis and Mr. Wade. And I think yesterday they succeeded. Now, what the fallout's going to be is up to the judge. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.